The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hello, Giants fans, and welcome to a very special edition of the Valentine's Views podcast here on Big Blue View Radio. I have a couple of very special things for you today that I hope you'll find uh, interesting, entertaining, informative. First, I have for you uh, an interview with NFL insider Mike Garofolo of NFL Network. A long time ago, Mike, of course, was a uh, a Giants beat writer before he uh, before he moved on to bigger and better things and became uh, a national insider. So Michael talked Giants. We'll talk Saquon Barkley. We'll talk a little bit about the NFL draft. We'll talk some about Joe Shane, and uh, that uh, that should be a very entertaining, very informative uh, piece of information for you guys. We'll also hear part of Joe Shane's pre-draft press conference that he held on Thursday at the Quest Diagnostics Training Center. Shane, of course, was quizzed uh, quite a bit about the Saquon Barkley negotiations, about the Dexter Lawrence situation, about uh, what he might or might not do in the draft, had some interesting things to say about all of that. So we'll hear uh, we'll hear from both of those guys. Just a couple of comments quickly first on, on the Barkley situation. What I'll say quickly is Joe Shane made it pretty obvious, as you'll hear a little bit later on, that he's not in a rush to get the Barkley deal done. He said he's in the middle of, of getting ready for the draft. He's deep into that. Right now, they're not really doing a whole lot in terms of contract negotiation, although he has had some discussions with Dexter Lawrence, which I also think he'll circle back to after the draft. Interestingly, and maybe alarmingly for some Giants fans, Shane said he hadn't talked to Barkley in at least three weeks. There's been no negotiation since the league owners' meetings. There is no current offer on the table. Shane had said at the owners' meetings that once they put the uh, the franchise tag on Barkley, that they pulled back. So we'll see where all of that goes. I still believe that that at some point in time, Barkley and the Giants will come to a deal. I think that's the best thing for both sides. I'm not sure that Saquon's going to make the uh, the average annual value that he'd like to make. But uh, as 
Mike Garofolo suggested uh, in the interview that you'll hear shortly, perhaps what the Giants can do is structure a contract where Barkley can meet the uh, the money that he would like to get, you know, based on some incentives. So at least there's an opportunity for Barkley to uh, to make the kind of money that he's desiring. Although the Giants might not pay him that up front, perhaps they can, uh, as they did in in the Daniel Jones contract, with a lot of incentive based. Uh, things that that could drive the value of that contract up perhaps they can structure an incentive laden deal that could allow Barkley the opportunity at least to make the kind of money that he would really really like to make all right Giants fans let's uh you know I promised you the interview with Mike Garofolo I promised you the audio from Joe Shane so let's uh let's not make you wait any longer for that let's uh, let's get uh, right to the interview that I did with Mike Garofolo All right, Giants fans, special treat for you guys in this segment of the show. I'm joined now by NFL Network insider Mike Garofalo. Mike, uh, thank you very, very much for for giving me some time today. You got it, Ed. No problem. Uh, well, as we record this, a week to go to the draft, so we're finally inside uh, inside seven days. There you go. And this this was a long time overdue, but I've got you on the show, so I'm going to do this. I just wanted to thank you quickly because when I started covering the Giants way back in the day, when you were uh, still a Giants beat reporter, you were one of the folks that was most encouraging to me in, in that endeavor, and I've always appreciated that. So just wanted to... Uh, just wanted to throw that thank you out there for you. Uh, uh, I, I appreciate it, Ed, and I appreciate all the work that you've uh, done over the years and continue to do for this Giants fan base. I know uh, they, they certainly value uh, everything that you bring to the table for sure. Well, we we try, but uh, we so we do what we can. And, and let's, so let's talk Giants a little bit. And I happen to be talking to you just about two hours after Joe Shane finished talking to Giants media in his mm-hmm. in his pre-draft press conference and of course the thing that he got pressed the most on was Saquon Barkley and yeah. he said that he hadn't talked to Saquon or Saquon's reps in about 3 weeks yeah you know which which i guess is not terribly surprising but i'm just curious what your sense of the whole Barkley Giants contract drama is at this point you know where you think it might go well, unfortunately, when when you, you start with these franchise tags, in a lot of cases, um, once you put the tag on in February or uh, March or whenever it wound up being, um, once you do that, you kind of set a, a course for the middle of July sometimes. Now, there's been exceptions to that rule, and the Giants have, have been an exception. I mean, I, I went back to you know when they did Brandon Jacobs, they tagged them, and gosh, within a week, I think they had given them an, an, an extension. Um, the... Uh, other teams sometimes that are involved, I remember there was a year where there was about three or four done at the buzzer in July. Uh, Des Bryant, if I'm not mistaken, Demarius Thomas may have been that year as well. Uh, but by the same token, the Cowboys at one point did Demarcus Lawrence in May, I believe, uh, after they tagged him. So, um, you know, it's not surprising or alarming to me that we're in this situation where there's been no talks and maybe there won't be any until July. Um, I know both sides wouldn't prefer that, but if that's the case, it's not really that big of a deal. Um, if Saquon Barkley's not here in the spring, 
you, you trust that he's going to be doing his work away from, from the team, for sure, obviously. And it's not like he really needs those reps, those mental reps, if anything. So uh, I'm not I'm not concerned. If, if, if we get to the middle of July, right before that deadline, they still haven't had productive communication, then I might get a little bit concerned. But uh, uh, as of right now, no, I'm, I'm, I'm – I'm not I'm not throwing up any flags at all. Yeah, I just I get the feeling, you know, that Joe's in no rush, and I just get the feeling that that he'd be fine letting Saquon play on the tag in 2023. I know Saquon wouldn't be fine with that, but but yeah. I think Joe might be just fine with it. Well, that's been their approach even with Daniel Jones was, you know, hey, we're we're good with you playing on the tag if we have to uh, get to that point. So you got to kind of back that up because that's something you're going to continue to use as a general manager in a front office uh, with regard to contract negotiations. That's your leverage. And if you're not really going to kind of uh, hold to it, which I, I don't as I say that the only thing that they would do would be to cave and really bump up their offer. Um, you know, you, you better be able to, to prove that. If, if that's something that you're going to hold over a player's head, that you're going to hold them to it. Otherwise, it loses its power going forward. Now, that being said, you know, again, really the only thing they could do is continue to up their offer, which, I, you know, I, I believe it's fair. I, relative to the running back market, which you saw what free agents got, um, Miles Sanders came in at $6 million a year. Now, I'm not saying that um, Miles Sanders and Saquon Barkley are, are comparable, but they're offering double that. They're under the 12s. Um, and the tag is at 10, so it's a healthy raise over the tag. I, I just, I don't know how much higher they'd be willing to go. I don't know how much higher I would tell them to go if I they were asking me for advice. I think it's a fair deal, and I think it gets done eventually somewhere in that range, and maybe you add some kind of incentives or sweeteners on top that he could potentially get to. Uh, but uh, as it stands right now, I think they're being fair with uh, Barkley in relation to the market and uh, the, the franchise tag. I'm curious, you know, we're talking a little bit about Barkley. We're talking a little bit about Joe Shane and some of the things that that he's done. Um, do you have a sense from around the league or from your dealings with, with him? I mean, what people think of, of the job that Joe's done so far, sort of uh, putting Humpty Dumpty back together again with the Giants here? Yeah, they've done a nice job. And, uh, you know, the, the, the tough part about having a successful year one is now you've got to live up to that and succeed at anything else is considered a step backward, which, you know, it's tough to continue to have that arrow go up. I mean, the, 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 the Buffalo bills of recent memory were the team that did the incremental up, 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 um, and still haven't gotten to the point that they want to get to, which is, which is the Super Bowl. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's, you're starting to look at the, I, I use the receiver core as kind of a, um, uh, a metaphor or, 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 or a micro example of what's happening on the macro level, I guess, uh, because you're starting to see a little bit of rhyme or reason to what they're doing in that room. Cause that to me was the room where they said this, this needs more work than anything else. Right. Uh, and if they add one in the draft in the first round, which is certainly a possibility that'll only say, okay, now, now you see the, the, the plan, the method, uh, and the fact that they, uh, basically went back and, and not, I don't want to say square one, cause they did bring a couple of guys back, but, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the plan put into motion in that room. And now you're going to see it across the board as well as they continue to build this roster. So, you know, Brian Dable did a fantastic job. Uh, Coach of the year was certainly warranted in this first year. And Joe Shane, uh, with what he's doing to this roster, is certainly making this team better. Um, so, yeah, it's it's on top of that, 
you know, they, they made the decision to bring back Daniel Jones. you got to see some progress from him as well. I think that's going to be uh, something I'm going to watch extremely closely this year because the way that they paid him was, okay, this is a little bit of a sign of faith because you're not our guy. We didn't draft you, okay? We wouldn't have drafted you sixth overall, but it's the best option right now to, to move forward, and you got to show us that you continue to grow from here. Yeah, were you let – me, let me ask you this. Were you surprised at how much – that contract came out to be. And, you know, I also just want to throw this out there. I asked Joe about, about re-signing Daniel. And he said, basically he said a year ago, he never would have thought he'd be here. You know, re-signing Daniel said, said if he'd have known this, he'd have given, he'd have, he'd have used the fifth year option. I mean, I think it says a little bit about Joe that he was willing to adapt to that, but but it's really a payment. You look at it as a payment on what they think he can be and not what he is. Yeah. And, and you can't look at it as the, the fifth year was a mistake because it's 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 now fully guaranteed, right? Like right. It, it used to be that that thing was injury only, which was sort of a risk, but not the way it is with a full guarantee when you pick it up now, which I thought was a good job on the part of the Players Association to get that confirmed, uh, to get that fully guaranteed now because – you know, it's something that should be, and it's a good value asset to the players. And also, it leads to situations like this, where a team says, well, we don't want to fully guarantee that money, right? But if we have to, we'll come back and use the tag, and we'll pay more, and it's just the cost of doing business. Go ahead, prove us wrong. Make it uh, a decision that we have to make, um, which is a good problem to have, because you played better than we expected. So, um, you know, look, again, he wasn't their guy. Um, so if if if... If they had drafted him or if the previous regime was still in place, certainly that fifth-year option would have been picked up. But, um, yeah, I, I think he surprised him to the upside, but he's got to continue to do that. Uh, so back to your initial question, was I surprised at the value? Yeah, I thought they did a nice job of getting that, to that $40 million per year number um, on the on the base value of the deal, plus incentives that are reachable. I mean, if, he, if he's just average, he's going to hit some incentives. If he's good, he's going to hit more. If he's great, he's going to hit them all. And he's going to get into the low 40s. 41, 42, 43, when all is said and done. And frankly, the more he hits, the more of a likelihood that he gets another contract extension in, in three or the four years. Well, it'll be three years, probably with one year left in the deal. Uh, so he's going to play himself into even more money that way. So there's a lot to be had for Daniel Jones. He got life-changing money no matter what, no matter what happens from here on out. Uh, but, um, you know, I, I, I think he and his agents did a nice job getting that uh, value up on that deal over the last couple of days and weeks. I thought the Giants did a good thing too because I thought they they structured this deal where they can get out of it in two years if uh, if things go sideways. So you know I thought that was you know maybe they paid a little more than they wanted to, but I thought they they got that end of the deal right. For you know yeah, for and they play. also the, the the early they can look at it early in the deal. <laughs> excuse me, the the cash flow as we call it is actually the average is under. 40 so in their mind they got under 40 and daniel jones mind he got over 40 uh so everybody came away uh happy from this one and again it, it it only goes up with his play which is is beneficial for both sides because you get a better quarterback out of it the giants do and he gets more money out of it you you make anything out of uh out of the hendon hooker visit to the giants um no uh i i only because i i think he goes between their first two picks so they're not taking him with the first pick, obviously, I think. Uh, right. It's more, you know, if he's there later than we expect, we better have the full homework done on him. I believe that that's what it does. And, and listen, if that, I don't know if that's their second-round pick or their third, whatever. But I, I think he goes 
late first, early second. So I don't think it's going to be a factor in there. Uh, but uh, I, I, I truly believe that it was not a sign of, um, you know, any wavering with Daniel Jones. It was more that was one of the guys that's got the bigger question marks. So that's why we brought him in for a visit. If you don't have questions about a guy, you don't waste a 30 visit on him. You only do if you do have questions. But uh, there's certainly interest. I mean, you know, I go back to the Jerry Reese era. Uh, we would ask him about it. He'd say, look, if we're bringing a guy in, there's interest in him as a player. Doesn't mean we're going to take him because there may be red flags. Or And, 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 and Joe, by the way, alluded to this. Um, sometimes you bring in a guy to confirm that he's not a fit. Right. Which right. I thought was a really telling statement and, and a smart thing for him to say. Uh, so, yeah, I, 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 I don't think he'll wind up being a giant is a short answer. Yeah, I learned something last training camp, too, about, you know, you, a lot of times you see these undrafted guys, you see these rookies, they start getting first team reps early in training camp. And then a week later, they get cut. And I, you know, somebody said to me, you know, sometimes they put them out there to mm-hmm. rule them out. Yeah. You know, so it's it's this it's the same kind of thing. Um just you know, quickly, um Joe said something else today. He was asked about you know trading picks, and I fully expect him to move around the board. He said he'd make another trade for a veteran if there's one out there. And you know, I that's not gonna be DeAndre Hopkins for the Giants. It's just not. But mm-hmm. it, you know. I, I won't ask you for names, but is there a position out there where you think the Giants might be able to do something if they wanted to to bring in another veteran player? Uh, yeah, I mean, they've nosed around, what, the linebacker market, uh, you know, but uh, it's amazing how linebackers for a lot of teams have been devalued versus some teams that are still willing to pay that position. And I go back to the Ravens and Roquan Smith playing paying an off-the-ball linebacker, what they paid him. The Jets really – a couple of years ago when they paid C.J. Mosley, really set the bar high uh, for the off-the-ball uh, linebacker. So, yeah, I, I, I'm sure they're going to be nosing around in a few positions there to bring in some guys potentially, um, and, and there are some potential values there. Now, it's not going to be Devin White. Uh, that, that, to me, would be a, a complete and utter shocker to me, but mm-hmm. uh, there, are, there are some guys to be had out there for sure. All right. Hey, you know, Mike, it's, I see you around at, uh, at some of the giants games occasionally during the year. And, uh, you know, like me, I'm sure it was nice to actually see a good giants football team for a change last year. Yeah. It's uh, giants and jets because I'm here living in this market and, uh, <laughs> you know, if they're not relevant, if they're not winning, they're not relevant. If they're not relevant, I'm not covering their games and, and I like covering their games. So, you know, we sit here and we don't, I don't root for either team, uh, but when they're not good and they're not good for extended periods and my closest games are now in Philly, Baltimore and DC, cause those are the relevant teams. Uh, I get a little perturbed at times <laughs> and, and, and maybe it comes across on air. Cause I, you know, it's the aggravation of having to travel when there's a team right over here that I could, uh, can go see. So nice, uh, nice, yeah. to, nice to go home and sleep in your own bed at night. <laughs> yeah. So it was nice to, uh, it was nice to have that last year and, uh, it makes it more fun when the when the New York teams are relevant. Look, the Jets, the Jets are going to have a home Sunday night football uh, game this year, which, if I'm not mistaken, is the first time since 2011 or 2012. I got to look that up before the schedule comes out because, um, you know, it, it's even the Giants. There was a um, was it uh, 2021? I want to say I think it was 2021 was a year where there was no Sunday night or Monday night football game is only Thursday only because it's mandatory. 
Um, there's no Sunday or Monday night game in the New York market. I, I, I'm, I may be wrong about that. It was something to that effect. But I was saying to myself, you know that's driving the league crazy to not have that beautiful shot of the Manhattan skyline when they're coming back from commercial break. They love showing that. Uh, so we're, we're going to see that uh, for next year and, and hopefully plenty for the coming years. Absolutely. Hey, Mike, thank you very, very much for, for a few minutes. And uh, hopefully we, we get to do this again. You got it. Ed. Thanks for having me, pal. All right, take it easy. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Anything else about the idea that this isn't an especially strong draft in the first round and that teams don't have an exorbitant number of first-rounders maybe compared to the past? Yeah, again, I don't know where everybody else has people on their board. I know that you know, we're going through the process now of uh, who may or may not be there. And, you know, we're, we're pretty confident there will be a player there that, that, that we like. Do you have 25 first-round grades? I'm not going to get into how many first-round grades um, that we have. Um, we have guys in the first round that we like, and we're pretty confident that there will be somebody there uh, when we pick a 25 that we'll be happy with. Where do you have stand with, with Saquon? Like, are you guys still negotiating all with him not here at the moment? No, nothing's changed since we talked, uh, whatever that was, three weeks ago, four weeks ago. But no active you can put that on Nothing's that. changed since we talked at the owners' meetings. How about with Dexter? Um, yeah, I've, I talked to Dexter's representatives this week. We're in, you know, dialogue's good there. So, yeah, I've, I've talked to him. Uh, again, it's hard this time of year. We're, we're deep into the draft and the draft prep. So, um, but, yeah, we've had good conversations with Dexter's representatives and, you know, we'll, we'll see where that stands here and move forward. With Saquon, would, do you have a, you know, a, a next contract offer in your head that you would, you know? I'm just something? gonna get through the draft right now. Again, we're uh, my, my my focus right now is solely on that. So, um, you know, there's no rush right now. Um, I just want to get through the draft and then step back after that and you know see what the roster looks like and you know go from there. Knowing, knowing what you, I just wanted to follow on Dexter's second. Knowing, knowing that you've said on, on the record that you want to get something done and you're negotiating, is it disappointing at all that Dexter chose not to come here, or are you just are you fine with that that you'd rather not be here than when, when you're going through this? What was the quote? It's April seventeenth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to give you that, but no, I mean it, it's voluntary. So yeah, if Dexter chooses not to be here, that's that's his decision. Dexter knows how we feel about him and he knows he's an important part of the organization and um, you know there's a business side to it too but these these you know him showing up for the offseason program is is voluntary Joe, with the 
You guys had obviously had discussions with Saquon previously, and, and there was numbers that kind of been widely reported. Free agency seems to have changed the running back market dramatically. Does that then alter your approach and how much you may or may not be willing to devote to that position in terms of finances? No, again, I, I haven't really, um, you know, when we had the conversations with Saquon, it, it, was, it was known that we were going to get to a certain point and then we were going to move on and regroup at some other time. So it was before free agency started. So, no, that, that hasn't really affected anything that, that, we've, that we've talked about. It's like a one-year deal. Does that impact how you approach running back in this draft? No. Again, we're gonna. There's players of all positions uh, that are in the mix at 25, and I'm not gonna rule any position out. Joe, you have a pretty young team as it is. Can you add realistically add 10 more at least rookies to your roster, or would you like to? I don't know, package some of those to move up so you have less than 10 picks or trade a pick for a veteran player rather than have 10 more young guys on an, on an already young roster? Yeah, that's a good question. And, you know, we'll see how the draft plays out. I mean, right now we have 10. So as we're going through it, if there's somebody we want to move up for, you know, we, we have some extra draft capital to do that. Um, if we want to move back and, and collect some, we can do that too. Um, you know, again, there's you got to look at the, the roster not just today, but 2024, 2025, you know, it is a, who's coming up, you know, again, financially, there's some players that are making pretty good chunk of money on our team and some contracts on the horizon potentially. So, um, yeah, those young cost controlled players for four years that can be contributors, you know, whether it's a role on offense or defense, uh, four core special teams guys. So, you know, I think it's important to continue to build depth and competition. And that's what we'll try to do with those picks. Does that also include, uh, Trading for like a, a pick for a veteran guy like you did with Waller, is that something you're still open to? Yeah, we'll yeah, we'll always pursue any type of opportunity to better the roster, whether it's trade, draft, late round, college free agency, whatever it is, definitely. When you, who you bring in for 30 visits and what's the value of those to you? Yeah, it's uh, some of it's elimination. Maybe, hey, we need to confirm what we, you know, there's some uneasiness with a player. Maybe we need to confirm they're not a fit or, um, you know, how will they pick up our system? Our offense is very complicated, or sometimes it can be medical if they're non-combined to get the medical. So uh, there's varying reasons for why we bring players in, but again, it's a it's a great opportunity not just to get them around myself and Dayball and the coaches, but uh, the rest of our support staff, whether it's training staff, strength staff, nutrition, um, you know, whatever it may be. It's just good to be around these players as much as you can. How do you view the uh, interior O line? Like, are you comfortable with where that is right now? Yeah, yeah, I think we have 14 offensive linemen under contract right now. So, yeah, just no different than in the owner's meetings, what I told you guys. Joe, what, um, are you, do you remain optimistic that Saquon will be on the field for you at the start of this season? That from the outside looking in, it doesn't seem like there's an obvious resolution based on where the two sides have been so far. Yeah, you have to ask him. I'm not, I'm not sure. I don't know what his plan is. I, I, haven't, I haven't talked to him in probably three weeks. Do you think he still wants to be on this team? I haven't talked to him. You traded back a few times last year. We haven't seen you trade up. Just curious, like, what your philosophy on that is. I mean, do you have, would you be hesitant to dip into the next year's draft class to, you know, a pick from a future uh, Yeah, Dan, I'd be open to, to any of that. Yeah, I'm, I'm never going to rule it out. If it's the right player and the, and the value aligns, you know, I'd, I'd move up. If it was a, you know, future pick, I, I would do that too. You know, last year, just where we were financially, we needed as many depth pieces as we can. So moving back. Um, a couple times last year just made sense. It got us, you know, some more bodies that, you know, ended up contributing for us. So um, that was a little bit of the thought process that went into that.
the center position in this draft? I mean, you don't have anyone on your roster that has extensive experience as a, as a starter. Mm -hmm. um, how important is it for you to add to that position in the draft, whether whatever part, part, portion of the draft? And what do you think of that group in particular? Yeah, I think there's some, yeah, there's some depth in the draft, but I, I don't think we have to. Again, we have these meetings. As soon as the Eagles game was over that week, we had meetings, and we went into the offseason um, if we can't get Nick back, if we can't get Feliciano back, what does it look like? And, um, you know, talking with the coaching staff and the personnel staff, there's, there's people in-house that I think are viable candidates for that. You know, Ben Bredesen, Jack, Shane Lemieux, uh, JC, we just signed a week ago. So um, there's guys there that have, have, have played center, they've played games, and, um, you know, be good competition. Giants fans, that's our show for today. Please uh, remember to subscribe to Big Blue View Radio wherever you listen to podcasts. Please also check us out at big underscore blue underscore view on Instagram. Check out our Facebook page. Follow at Big Blue View on Twitter. And please join the community at bigblueview.com so you can also have discussions with uh, Giants fans now, whenever we post something. If you, if you haven't done that already, you know, please do that to uh, help further the uh, the discussion at bigblueview.com so uh, giants fans thank you as always for listening please stay safe out there take care of each other and we'll talk to you soon bye bye